Hello, hello, Kevin here. I just recorded about 10 minutes of this podcast and then my computer was not plugged in and I uh, my computer shut down. So I'm going to start again from scratch. But you know what they say, anything worth doing is worth doing twice, I think, or something, maybe doing right was the quote. But here we are again and hopefully the second time is going to be even better. Actually, I've taken my notes from my notebook and I've put it into my uh, little iPad here in front of me. So uh, this should help, at least in terms of keeping my thoughts nice and strong. Uh, as you know, I like to ramble. So without any ado, today's topic is going to be how do you design a high-end productized service offering? So this is uh, something that I think we should all have. I think we should have uh, a high-end offering in general so we can you know, serve people at a high level and, uh, and uh, especially those that have the means to pay you for more involvement or more value, um, as well as then how to design it so that it doesn't just become more work for more money because that's not the goal. Our goal is to, to create more value for more money, not work harder for more money. You know, um, you're going to work hard no matter what. Uh, you don't want to be trading more of your time uh, for money than is necessary. So today we're going to dive into all of that. Uh, and I'm going to use a few examples of things that I do in my business uh, as usual. And um, I'd love to hear what you're doing. So without any ado, further ado, we'll jump right into it. The first and foremost thing is to remember when you're creating productized services is is to, to, to create the scope and price based on the value that you provide. So ideally, you're not just kind of making up uh, like tiers of service. Like the problem with Kevin.me is that it's very, um, and I like to use this as an example, it works, it works. And I sell it when people come to me. But it's very much like how much of Kevin do you want and how much, uh, how many hours, like what's the deliverable, what's the, what am I getting, right, in terms of stuff, right? And that's kind of the wrong way to think about it. Whereas Everspaces is a better model of how to create a productized service. And, you know, because the business is focused and specialized, I get to create different services based on the different levels of value that I provide. Now I've broken it down by, you know, the Empire program for five plus location co-working spaces, and then the Navigator program for one to three location co-working spaces, and then a group coaching thing for single location co-working spaces. And then like a membership and then, you know, strategy process and and strategy calls and everything else. But, um, but at the very least, those main core kind of offerings at the, t- at the very top are based around the levels of value that I provide and the prices are accordingly. So the empire program starts at $4,000 a month. Um, you know, and I have clients spending that amount plus all the way up to 5,500 us per month. And, um, and so that they're in that range and that's the only one that starts at a price and goes up from there. The rest are a fixed price, but that's because the value could be sort of infinite depending on the size of the business. Right. So, um, that's where it's coming from more than anything. It's not that my, my actual like hourly output is, or like, you know, the work that I'm doing is not much more difficult between a single location or a, a 20 location. Yes, there are a couple more calls, you know, per week, right? I might do two or three calls or four calls a week as opposed to say one call every other week or two calls every every week or, or you know, whatever, like one to two calls a week. Um, but the work itself is not actually any more difficult. doesn't feel any more laborious. At the end of the calls, everyone's got their marching orders and there's very little actual stuff that I need to do between calls. So it more or less shakes out very similarly. Uh, those high end uh, offerings end up being more profitable for me overall, uh, easier to manage a few clients versus many, um, all that good stuff. But yeah, so t- number one is to, to create your services around and the prices based around the value you provide. And it's really that therefore important to know, have a niche or have a target market and then 
know what situations they're in. So have sub segments so that you can create something for those bigger guys. And then you can have something that's a little lower tier for the other guys. And then your third tier may even not like, you might be able to still sell services to that high end tier. Like you might do mentoring for that marketing manager. So it's one-to-one and that's your lowest tier of service. And that's like $7,500 or whatever for six months. And and that can work out really well for you as well. Um, and that's just based on the fact that it's a one-to-one service. So uh, having those three different tiers or at least a couple different tiers gives you an upsell and a downsell option. And that kind of helps you to sort of continue relationships after the initial kind of strategy and, and all of your hard work, uh, heavy lifting is done up front. So first and foremost is around the value provided. Secondly, it should be pretty obvious which which service is right for your clients. So you don't want them to be thinking like, well, I have no idea whether I should be picking this one, this one, or this one, and then to call you. Uh, you're going to probably still do sales calls regardless, but you don't want them to call you and be like, I have no clue. You want them to call you, tell you their situation, their challenges, um, have a pretty good idea of what you charge and what you do, and then when the time comes to, to do work, um, uh, or sorry, when the time comes to make a decision, you're able to say, Hey, you, you know, you're going to be perfect for this one. This is exactly right for you. This is like, this has you written all over it. Uh, and they should be able to tell that and they should already know that. And that should just help the sales conversation along, or you can offer them a couple options or you can create a custom plan depending on what you want to do as well. So, uh, ideally it's about them, not you. And it should be pretty obvious based on who they are, whether, which kind of category they're in. It's like if I were to sign up for, I don't know, Zapier or some software tool tomorrow, I should know whether I'm kind of in the enterprise category, free category or somewhere in between. It shouldn't be completely foreign to me. Um, like, uh, you know, and yeah, so that therefore you want to make your services kind of map roughly to your target market segments. Number three is you, you shouldn't really sell anything that would weigh you down, you or your business down for too, like too much over too long. So if anything kind of becomes like a full-time job or sort of feels like it, that's not, it's not really what you want to do. It's okay to do that in say like a, a week, like a heavy week or a heavy day, you know, sell a day like a workshop or something. And that's like a hard long day and, and you get paid like five grand for it. Uh, that's fine, but you don't want something ongoing. That's just going to feel like a job. Cause that's only going to limit your growth. You're going to stop your marketing. You're not, you're not going to be able to, to grow. You will have a job instead of a business. So don't sell any, don't have any packages or tiers that would make you go, Ugh, I don't want, even though the money's better, I just don't want to do this stuff. Cause that's only going to make you tired, burnt out, and it's going to hurt your business. Cause it's going to slow down every other area of your business. To me, you ideally want to be able to work with, uh, 10 clients maybe eight or nine, depending if you want to have a lot of margin or seven or eight and a membership or something like that. But you should be able to handle to me about 10 clients and that helps limit your risk of any one, one client going away. Um, so you want to design your business around that so that if I did work with, you know, a few of these clients, how would that work? Now, the way I kind of manage that as well is I only take on so many new clients at a time. I kind of throttle it because the upfront work is the hardest that the first month or two is like a lot more, you know, stuff. And then it gets easier as the time goes on. Um, so that's how I kind of throttle it. But generally speaking, once everyone's up and running, you should be able to handle, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten relationships. Although having done that for the last year, I'll tell you, it's, it gets exhausting if you're running at 10 the whole time. So design it the way you want it, uh, first and foremost, and don't put anything in a, in a high end offer. That's going to just, just drain you. Okay. So that's what you need to know there. Number five is, uh, I guess there's, you know, adding or removing, uh, levers or, or, or pieces of value so that, that your high end tier becomes more compelling. And then by removing it, uh, it, 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 all, it, you know, incentivizes the right sort of behavior. So you may want to sell your middle option more often, uh, which is great, which means you want to remove anything 
from the lower option, from the, your lowest option that would otherwise incentivize someone to just drop down to the lowest price thing that you, you sell. So you want to make sure that your, your key things are in there that keeps them and incentivizes them and sticks to that. Um, and then your highest end offering may throw in additional stuff for those clients who are going to need a little bit above and beyond. So maybe there's some research process that you go through. Maybe there's some uh, upfront strategy work that that is a lot more intense. I don't know. But um, basically you want to you want to try to just, first of all, you want it to ideally the value and the price to, to map to the higher, bigger clients so that you don't have to stuff the highest tier with, uh, with, uh, with, with more work for you. Um, but if you, you know, if, 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 you know, in many cases there is going to be different workloads, whether it's more calls or more deliverables or, uh, in other cases, like maybe if I'm on the high end tier, I'll, I'll create a draft of something. I'll create a wireframe. I'll even do a proof of concept and then send it to them if it helps with the project moving, but I will certainly not do that at the second or third level of, of service. So you might throw in that sort of a, a scope of, you know, what you're willing to do or what you're willing to not. The other thing that you could do is, is who has access to you. So at the lowest end, you might have just like one person at the middle tier. You may have everyone in your marketing department. And then at the third tier, you may have, you know, the executive team has access to me plus your marketing department plus the suppliers or the middle tier may also have their marketing suppliers in there as well. Uh, during doing marketing, it's really hard not to talk to the marketing suppliers, especially if you're leading the engagement. So, um, that's probably going to be a staple regardless, but on your lower tier, you may say, Hey, I'm willing to work one-to-one with you and they're, they're cool to come on our monthly call, but I'm not going to go field questions or have, you know, jump on email threads with them. Uh, your highest tier, for example, you may say, yeah, you can not only will I join supplier calls, key supplier calls. That's the word there. You don't want to be on all the supplier calls. Not only will I join key supplier calls, uh, I will also, you can copy me on emails. You can forward me stuff. That's all fair game, but maybe your middle tier doesn't do that. Uh, don't copy me on emails. You're welcome to forward me a question or forward me something for my knowledge and tell me what you're looking for out of it or what I should pay attention to. Um, but don't copy me on stuff cause that's just going to create noise and I won't know what you're asking. So those are the types of things that you may want to include is who has access to you, how frequently, um, and what kind of communication as well. So can they contact you on Slack? Can they contact you by phone? Can they contact you by email or a combination of those things? And then who can contact you and when can they contact you as well? So are you doing one call a week, two calls a week, one call a month? What is it? And those are structured calls. You may still allow for quick, you know, impromptu emergency kind of calls between sessions, but, um, or you may limit that entirely and just say, these are our calls. The rest of your questions have to be done in Slack or by email or both. Um, it's up to you, but how people access, who people access, like who accesses you, how they access you and, uh, and how often are, are, are often are, are some of the levers you can pull. The other thing is like, is the scope of what you're going to advise on. So you may say, Hey, I'm willing to cover off, you know, SEO and that's the scope of our project, or I'm willing to cover off all of marketing. But if you want to get into sales, I have a different sales add on. We can bridge those two together and we can work on both of them. And I can actually work with your sales team and yada, yada, yada. If assuming you can do both or operations or whatever you do. Um, but the scope of what you're going to advise on can be limited based on, and this is a bit trickier. You don't want to, you know, you want people to get access to your brain. So you don't want to be like, sorry, I can't talk about that. Um, but, uh, if, if, for example, um, you know, you can like, for example, in my case, I'll help integrate sales and marketing, but I'm not going to consult in the sales process because it's just not what I, I do best. Uh, so I just, I tell them that like, you can ask me, but it's just an opinion, but you may sell sales and marketing. And then therefore you, you want to have those distinctly priced and then have like an offering for that separately. So who contacts you, how often, uh, how they contact you, um, 
uh, the channels they contact you through and what you'll, what you'll communicate on are all factors that can go into to these things. And you obviously want to keep it as open-ended and, and as liberal as you can on the higher end and then reduce that down uh, as the tiers go down. And then be judicious, like not having me like not having me talk to suppliers on my lowest tier of service uh, means that when clients come to me and go, Hey, well, I just kind of want to call you every so often and talk to you about stuff. But if they want to redesign their website and do all this new work, uh, I'm going to tell them that I can't do that without talking to your suppliers because it's not going to work. Like broken telephone is going to break this down. Uh, however, if they're a little more established or I've worked with them for a while, that's a really good fit for them because I don't need to talk to their suppliers as much after that. So those are all factors that allow you to kind of say, well, in order to get the results, I need, I need you to be on this plan or above. And, um, that's why each of those services need to be pretty clear on who they're for so that people don't feel like you're kind of arbitrarily upselling people. Um, and I think those are some of the main levers. There's other things like the, and generally the value you provide. So if one of some of my engagements, I will say you have access to my Rolodex, my marketing freelancer or, or agency or consultants who do the implementation work, you have access to all of them. Some of them I'll say you don't have access to them. So I don't refer people to just anybody cause that they're hard to find good people and yada, yada, yada. Um, I don't want, you know, uh, to overwhelm like a, a freelancer and then not be able to work with them. Uh, I want to give them the right amount of work, you know, over time. Um, so you, you know, you don't, you don't offer that Rolodex at the lower tier, which also means that people who need that as a service, as a value, it shows them that they get that value as well by paying for the higher tier. Um, uh, but by downgrading, they lose that value as well. So it incentivizes staying at certain levels, certain price points. And I did talk about this. I don't know what episode it is. It's not in front of me. Um, something about the downsells, I think it was like, I don't know, 20 or 30 episodes ago. Um, but having downsell options and the value levers associated with that. Um, but yeah, like, uh, the other, the higher end tier, like the highest end tier that you might offer is I will also source vendors or suppliers or, or freelancers or whatever for you. So if you need someone who's, who I don't have on my Rolodex, I'll go find them, vet them, and then give you one or two options and, uh, go from there. So that way they're never stuck. And that's part of your high end offering as well. So there's different levels of value that you're able to create and there's work attached to that, but it's really about the value at the end of the day. So the last thing you want to think about is, um, is just to remember that you're not creating these, these, you're not dreaming up these scopes of work. I didn't dream mine up. Um, uh, you shouldn't either. And the way you do it is you talk to people, uh, like I phased out of agency work into kind of a, a pseudo, like I did fractional CMO with, which included project management. Um, but I phased out of def- doing it. Then I kind of managed it and introduced people and was the, the kind of producer of people's marketing as well as did the strategy. And then I phased out of managing it and doing more purely advisory stuff. Um, but, uh, but, but I did that through selling it manually. So I did that through a custom proposal based on, Hey, what are you looking for? The way to sell is what do you, what's your desired ideal outcome? Uh, where are you now? What are the challenges? And, and then, and then you basically create like plans on the different ways you can get them to that outcome, the slow, medium and fast way to get there kind of thing. So you want to just basically create each of these productized services around the actual needs. And I talked about this, uh, an episode or two ago, uh, you want to actually just create it around selling it, sell it manually, sell it as a custom project. You may, if you're just starting out, have like, here are all the things I can help you with contact me for pricing and information. I'd love to chat with you and then have a conversation and see, well, what is it you're looking for? Why, why does that matter? What's the value? What's the, like, what's the, what's, you know, why work, why do this? You want to really understand the context surrounding it. They don't just want a new logo. They need, you know, better positioning or, 
uh, because there's competitors that all have the same logo now and it's confusing or whatever. So then that gives you, it informs why your services matter. It allows you to create better sales copy later on. So sell it manually and then productize it. You can take a stab at this, at productizing it, but then it's going to be weird because then you're going to have to like go back and and tweak and customize it and it's not going to work. So, um, I recommend saying here are all the things I can help. I can help you do, uh, each of them are, are custom in the beginning and then sell it, um, package it up in a way that is maybe similar to some of the productized services that I offer, design it so that it's lower labor, labor intensity, allows you to create a system and a methodology out of it. Um, and then, uh, and then deliver it. Um, and, and you know, once you've sold one, then you can go and sell a second one and you can tweak it in every additional sales conversation. Cause you still have sales conversations with all these, even though they're productized services, every one of those conversations, um, you make it better and better and just fill in gaps. Like if you, if you find one or two more people are looking for different things in terms of the, the outcomes they're looking for, that becomes part of your scope of work. And then others will be like, wow, like, yeah, these are like all the things I need. You, you pretty much read my mind before we even talked. So this sounds like perfect. Uh, they didn't, you didn't, I didn't like, these are conversations I've literally had. I didn't come to that by making it up myself. I came to that through sales conversations and using their language, not just what they want, but also how they describe what they want and why they want it in my services so that, um, uh, and then massaging it and every new client that comes through, uh, gets tweaked and massaged so it maps their situation and kind of it sort of meshes and, and just it's like picturing like a sieve like it gets purer and purer and eventually it's like you're reading a much larger audience's mind and they, they you know people more people will resonate with that particular service but they change they evolve over time the prices change the scope changes so you have to be ready for that so every time you sell it run it through your system make like start from scratch and say what are you looking for uh, just like I said a couple episodes ago but what are you looking for um, why does it matter? And then make sure that everything lines up and it's still a reasonable scope and you're not, you should eventually make fewer and fewer changes to the scope of work every time. Um, but, uh, yeah, so try not to create productized consulting services in a vacuum. It doesn't really work. Try to sell some manually on your website. It should be like, here are the things that I do. Here's roughly how I work. Contact me for pricing and then sell it manually. Um, and then turn it into a productized service once you've sold a couple, but you can really only do that effectively if you have a target market. Otherwise, uh, you'll end up kind of like Kevin, like me, Kevin.me slash consulting, where it's kind of like, how much Kevin do you want? And that's not a good way to sell. So anyway, this is a long winded way to kind of talk about how to create a productized, a high end productized service offering. Um, so you want to focus on the value you provide first and foremost, and that should determine your price and scope. Uh, you want to make it obvious to your prospects, which ones to choose. Number two, you want to, you shouldn't sell anything. Number three, that, that would weigh you down or make you not want to deliver it no matter how much money is there. And if you do sell something that's very heavy or time intensive, limit it as much as possible to uh, a couple weeks or a couple days or a day or a month but or three months, but not, not forever because that's just going to weigh down your entire business. You want a smooth, cool, relaxed, predictable business. You don't want to be, you know, uh, eating like overstuffed and then, and then starving again. You know, you want, I like, a, I like to run a really calm, uh, smooth uh, flow of business. So number four is that we just talked about. Number five is all the different levels we talked about where access to you, who has access, how often, um, uh, what, where, what channels, what, the, what you can talk about, that kind of thing. Uh, what your, um, as well as what value are you providing? So all those kind of levers we just talked about, uh, whether you're doing deliverables or not. Um, and then number six is creating a scope of work based on actual sales process. And the best way to create a high end productized service is to sell something that people actually want and tap into the value that you're able to produce. 
uh, and then turn that into something later on. And then, you know, you can tell clients, I'm going to turn this into a productized service. So, um, so I want to make sure I get it right and you can offer them a good price. And then every time you sell one, you just raise the price a little bit more. So anyway, that's, that's the, that's the formula that I use and I'm going to check out for the night. Hopefully the second take saves and I'll be saving it and you'll be hearing it and we'll go from there. So let me know how your service tiers are going. Let me know, uh, if you have any different approaches to any of this, or if you have any questions, your questions feed this, uh, this audio machine. So you let me know, um, what comes up at any time. I love to hear them. That's all for now. And I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.